Hi, and welcome to Experience Points by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Ang, from Gamespace Learning by University XP. Find out more at universityxp.com. On today's episode, we'll cover abstraction in games. Abstraction is not something that we often think about deeply when we play games. Most of us play games for fun. That's what most games are for. But abstraction is the heart of what makes games games. Simulations are often mistaken for games, but simulations focus on one thing that most other games don't, fidelity. Simulations are meant to simulate their content as accurately as possible. Games, on the other hand, are full of abstractions. Abstractions are the mental leaps that designers make when creating games around certain themes. Street Fighter is a fighting game, but as a player, you don't actually fight in it. A series of moves on the directional pad, and to be honest, a little bit of button mashing, simulates the game's hand-to-hand combat. Moving via the directional pad, throwing a punch using a button, that is just one level of abstraction that games offer. This episode will dive deeper into abstraction in games, specifically what abstractions are, why they are used in games, and how they affect the player experience. This episode will also review specific examples of abstraction in games and how they affect our play and engagement. Abstraction is just another method of leaving it up to the imagination for players. Abstraction is the mental leap that players make when connecting game mechanics and dynamics to theme and content. Abstraction is one of those elements that don't often come up in video games. It's part of one of its core elements. Designers use abstraction because they may not want to, or at least choose not to, accurately represent the experience to the player. Rather, abstraction allows designers to subtract, filter, curate, and distill the kind of experience they want their player to have. Oftentimes, that means prioritizing visual aesthetics and engagement over realism. Abstraction is a model. It's a hypothetical of what could be. I've never been in a dungeon myself, so I don't know if playing Dungeons & Dragons is an accurate representation of what it's like to dive deep into a dank subterranean layer. But I'm leaving it up to my game master to curate the experience of dungeon diving with point-to-point movement, character stats, and generated monsters for me to slay and loot. I've thought a lot about abstraction in games lately, and the best way for me to summarize it is this. Abstraction takes a complex concept and makes it easier for the player to grasp. Because of this, game designers and game-based learning educators can use abstraction to both obscure necessary but complex elements of a game, as well as curate the player experience. Abstraction can be fun to design with, but why use it? What makes it such an important element in game design? Abstraction is important because of the limited cognitive capacity that each player has to dedicate to the game. By abstracting certain elements of the game through avatars, hexes, and meeples, we can concentrate on curating the player experience. In this instance, the player doesn't have to see everything. Disneyland is famous for having its underground Yatilador tunnel system. This allows cast members to move from one part of the park to the other without walking through sections where they don't belong. I know that it would ruin it for me if I saw a cowboy walk through Tomorrowland. Such a discrepancy ruins the sense of immersion for park guests. As designers, we need to throttle the complexity. We need to emphasize the moments where players can make meaningful decisions, then remove the framework around the more complex decisions where we don't want them spending excess time and energy. By doing so, we ensure that they focus on the essence of the game. Now, think about a game like Mario Kart. Here, the experience of the game is to race your Nintendo licensed character around a crazy track. I'm having fun because I'm competing against my friends and trying to avoid that crazy blue shell. But what am I not doing? I'm not changing the oil on my cart or making sure that my tire pressure is at the right level. 
the designers have made the choice to abstract those elements away so that players can focus on the essence of the game, social racing. Abstraction is very important for defining and influencing the player experience. Abstraction is something that the player decodes in their process of playing the game. That kind of decoding is optimization that the player builds over time. It's really left up to them how turns in civilization make sense within the game state and their actions. From the player perspective, they are given tools and resources at the beginning of the game to gain a sense of agency and competency. They then use those tools and resources in order to affect their environment. Minecraft is a great example of this as agency is one of the central characteristics of the game. By allowing players to create what they want from the world, the designer has made it so that fundamental elements of construction are represented by uniformly sized cubes. Players use those cubes, abstractions of general resources, to create whatever they like. This means that abstraction in games is part of the designer's intent. What we really see as gamers and consumers is what we are meant to see. As educators and designers, we show our students and our players what we want them to see and the context that we want them to see it in. Abstraction allows us to curate the experience for users. And with it on our side, we can use abstraction to take complex content, theories, and relationships and distill them down to their requisite elements. By doing so, we can make a small portable game a much larger experience than it really is. One of the best phrases that I've come to rely on for explaining abstraction in games is video game logic. Video game logic allows us to explain away and abstract some of the core and fundamental elements of games. You really shouldn't be able to gain experience points for every monster you slay, but experience points is simply an abstraction of your character becoming more experienced. Likewise, a turn-based strategy battle in Twilight Imperium doesn't indicate who is the best at strategic planning, diplomacy, or subterfuge. The game abstracts agency of players in those areas through specific mechanics and dynamics of the game. The game doesn't require you to be successful, but it does reward players who understand how certain relationships within the game work with one another. Lastly, we can see abstraction in modern sports where actions are both allowed and not allowed as part of the rules of the game. These constraints represent abstractions of some real-world weakness, limitations, or elements necessary to keep the game interesting and challenging. I could probably play soccer much better if I could use my hands as well as my feet, but then it wouldn't be soccer anymore. It would be a totally different game. This episode dove deeper into abstraction in games. It provided an overview of what abstractions are, where they are used in games, and the kind of impact that they can have on the player experience. This episode also reviewed specific examples of abstraction in video games, tabletop games, and sports. Abstraction can be a complex concept, but it's necessary in order to honor the commitment players make to playing your game. Hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more, then a great place to start is with my free course on gamification. You can sign up for it at universityxp.com gamification. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or show notes. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm your host, Dave Ang, from Games-Based Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of Experience Points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning, so if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also, make sure to visit University XP online at universityxp.com. University XP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP and on Facebook and LinkedIn as University XP. Also, feel free to email me anytime. I'm at dave at universityxp.com. Game on.